Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Nice-looking day Started off rather cool. It was cold this morning early on, but it's uh, it's, it's pleasant for January. Hey, th- this is great. Sun is shining, and the wind's not blowing too much. Uh, it's 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 uh, warm enough. Don, I'm I'm probably going to be flanked by a couple of guys wearing shorts. Don Dunn, Coach Don Dunn. Uh, I, I've gotten used to seeing you in shorts now during this. I like you know. Look, I'm I'm a hot natured kind of guy anyway. Um, but I, these, these are just some comfy, um, light sweats that I, that I put on, uh, on the way in, but Jason Caldwell should be joining us. He said he's stuck in traffic. He'll be with us in a few minutes. JC's another guy that, I mean, it has to generally be pretty cold for him to be wearing, uh, anything other than shorts. So, um, you, you would think it's, it's spring (laughs) when you look here in the studio, but no, please Pleased to uh, be joined by Coach Don Dunn again. Don, how you doing today? Doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. This weather, this weather today beats the heck out of what we had yeah, was, a couple of days ago. It, Scary. Yeah, it was rough. You know, I was working overnight. At, oh at, man, at countries and my car shook a couple times. I'm surprised that you know something didn't float away. I mean, I bet right. we had close to three inches of rain. Yeah, it really poured and then it kind of let up and then it hit again like yeah. early morning and then I guess we're gonna get some more Friday afternoon. Which is not good. Well, we'll be we'll be heading out. Yeah, we'll be heading south. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we've got we've got a cruise coming up. My wife, her last day of work was last Friday, and this Friday we're headed down to uh, uh, Port Everglades mm-hmm. to, uh, to 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 go cruising. Little uh, music blues cruise that uh, we did we did that last year and decided hey we do it again. I thought we'd both be retired by now. No, it is the first day of class, and I'm right back where I've been for the last uh, two-plus decades over there handling things on the first day of class as far as trying to video some graduate classes, and it's, it's the way it usually is. It's crazy on the first day. So congratulations to those of you who have already made it through day one. Welcome back to all the students. Wow, what a welcome back. What a crowd Last night at Neville Arena. Don, I don't know that I have ever seen a weeknight crowd like that for a game, and maybe even including Kentucky, Alabama, or Tennessee, would be the only type crowds that would even rival what we saw last night. I mean, it was packed literally to the rafters. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I got a real kick out of what their coach said after the game about uh, the crowd. He the said environment there, said there was something more than water in those drinks. Well, I tell you, a lot of folks were there. There were a lot of folks that weren't uh, that didn't need any help from anything else. That atmosphere was was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it was really cool. Got there early. I was there, able to see Jason. I think you got you got a video of the uh, 
the guys in the pregame, didn't you? Or was it? Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, there. If did you see the little yeah. video that Auburn put out? I mean, we got there early since. That's one thing. I'm not crazy about the 8 o'clock games, especially when I had to be at work right. at 7 o'clock this morning. But it gave us time to settle in and for me to sit with my wife a little bit before um, the rest of the family came right. in to sit in the seats and I went up to the media seats to to just watch them the little the, the pre-game practice an hour before. And as they go into the locker room, um, I think it was Janai that got it started. Uh, who was the first one? Oh, Oh, it was Chad, Chad Baker Mazzara. But I mean, you look up and you see a ball being launched from midcourt and it's swish. Yep. And then another, and then a third, and then a fourth. Four straight, and it was no editing. It was four (laughs) straight midcourt swishes, uh, which which got the crowd that was already pretty substantial 45 minutes before tip um, really going. And and a a heck of a ball game. Texas A&M. Always is tough. I mean, really tough for Auburn. They are a physical team. They are a, I mean, they grind and they are, they showed last night why they lead the nation in offensive rebounding. A couple of times they put up shots that weren't high percentage shots, but it basically was almost like a pass. It was like, they're going to throw it up off the backboard and one of their guys is going to go up and get it and put it in. And now Auburn led from about three or four minutes in until the midpoint of the second half, but they never could really pull away. Uh, it was it was a grind game. I thought it was the, the, the exact kind of game that Auburn needed mm-hmm. because they had won quite a few ball games just going away, winning by 20-plus points, and, you know, you hadn't seen how would they react in a tight game. Well, A&M comes back and was able to get a small lead there in the second half. And then, and then Auburn overcame that and was able to, to win the ball game by 11. game was much closer than the final score. But as we welcome Jason Caldwell from Auburn Undercover in, Jason, I, I really felt that was good for Auburn to have that kind of ball game against that kind of physical team and be able to weather the storm. Yeah, I don't think that's a game that, that Auburn wins the last couple of years. No. I don't think that's a game that they win early this year. I, I think they have grown to that point. And it, it, we've seen teams over the years that said, look, you, you learn how to win a game like that. And what else it shows you, too, is I, I was thinking about it today. What else it shows you, too, is the difference when you have depth of talent. Oh, yes. When you say, you know what, even when we don't play our best – you can win the game by being able to weather a storm because you can somebody's coming off the bench that's making a play. It's the because I said, look, Bruce Pearl was a good basketball coach his first two years. He's he was he was a good coach then. They didn't win those games. You don't win those games until you have enough players to do it. They were good enough. It kind of reminded me of football this year when they played their best. They're good enough to play with most anybody. Right. But you're not going to play your best every week. No, you can't. When you don't play your best, you can lose to anyone. That was Auburn basketball. Now they're pa- they're past that point. When they play their now, you can go lose a game, but it's going to take somebody playing pretty good to do. But when you, you can still win games when you don't play your best, that's when you know that you have a chance. Is when hey, it's like Georgia and Alabama. Those guys don't play their best every week, but it don't matter. 
because they got better players than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you get to that point, that and that showed me last night too. Is that's what it shows you when you got ten guys that can play, you can withstand one where you don't. I mean, you, all ten of them don't have to play great. Well, and, and you, you go, hey, you make all those shots, and you go, you know what's coming now. It's a, it's a great week of practice. We're going to play terrible in the game. They didn't play terrible, but they didn't shoot it well. No, they didn't. But they they found a way to win. Right. Yeah, they did. And I mean, last night, Jalen Williams was uh, just phenomenal last night. Eight for ten from the floor, twenty-two points, seven or eight rebounds. He was leading the team in assists midway through the second half. Trey Donaldson uh, was able to come back and and uh, did lead the team in assists. But yeah, it's great when you have <laughs> Chris Lowe. Chris Lowe, ESPN. Nick Saban is retiring. There had wow. been there had been all kinds of rumors for the last few days about a big meeting today. Kevin Steele retired. Was it just yesterday? Uh, a couple of days ago. Wow. I'll say this: we've had had a couple of people that that um, that are very familiar with folks that said, "Look, I, I believe it's it's going to happen." And I've been sitting here thinking about it for a while. If Chris Lowe has this, it's pretty rock solid. Uh, in my yeah, opinion. I would think so. I, I, and I think back to to Mike Shashevsky. I think back to Roy Williams. I think back to Jay Wright. We we've talked about the, the difference. What in, is in going what, on with college athletics now? You know, Don, you, you know, it's it's always been hard. Yes. But Look at it this this month of December alone. It's I, impossible. Bill and I have talked about that. I I, I don't know if I could do it. And uh, I mean, it's just there's no time for a coach or his family. And it's just like helter skelter. I mean, you're all over the place. It's the, it's it's tough. The, the and the problem is, is that it it'd be one thing if it's all it was was recruiting, right? And you said, you know what, portal, but you're having to recruit your own guys all over again every year. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not the way it used to be when the difference in college and the NFL. It's like, well, you got to recruit in college, and there's some coaches that didn't want to it, recruit. It's, it's times 100. now. It's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's that the keeping up roster management is constant it's, now it's an impossibility um because in, in even in bat somebody asked me about basketball the other day and they were talking about said oh Tahad Pettiford said you know what happens next year because you could have three point guards somebody said D- you don't know if you're going to have one yeah I mean it, you know it's, the, it's like football now you go like okay you think you're pretty good at a certain position T- two days from now you could go hey we're gonna start all over they're yeah. all gone yeah. you, you just don't know and it it, it takes a toll and Hey, for somebody like that, what what more could you? Pop? I mean, the sign was for me when he bought bought the house on the beach, and you go down in Jupiter. He's yeah. <laughs> he's got other places, but that's one where you go. Ooh, that's a little different. So yeah, right, yeah, wow. So, I mean, huge huge news again. There'd been a lot of you know message board talk and things like that, uh, internet chatter that this was going to happen, but you know you didn't want to. You didn't want to go with it until you see that it is happening, and that's something. I mean, uh, one of the most I, – I think, Jason, the most impressive tenure we've ever seen at one place with a coach, with a college head coach. I mean uh, – well, Yeah, I especially in this day and age. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, uh, there, there's, the, the there's crazy, not unlimited scholarships. Well, and the crazy thing, too, is I went back and looked. At, like They've had five offensive coordinators the last seven years. They've had multiple defensive coordinators. It, it's not like it was in 1975 right. where you go, hey, you got the same assistant coaches. Those guys stayed. I mean, you think about, you know, Oklahoma and the run they had, mm-hmm. you know, where they won, you know, 50 straight. Right. 
every coach probably stayed on that staff 15, 20 years. Right. You know, Joe Paterno, all those staff, it's not that way anymore. You have to you have constant turnover. And it started, and now we'll remember because you were right in the middle of it. Yep. It started with one recruiting class. Yep. It started in 2008 yes. to go, look, you, you, there's, no, there's no substitute for getting players. That's the ultimate thing. And and quickly they were like, okay, we've got to get the best players we can get, and that's that sets you on a course for success. Look at Georgia. I mean, Clemson's been a little bit different, mm-hmm. but they still had legit, especially quarterback, wide receiver play, and defensive line. Right. It's all about the Joes, Jimmys and Joes, and and he understood that, and and that was what set Alabama different. Yes, no. Two hundred and six wins in seventeen seasons. That includes. A seven and six first year, yeah, one hundred and nine. Yeah, I mean that's that that is just unbelievable. And twenty nine losses in seventeen years, six of those the first year. So twenty three losses over the last sixteen years. And that's an average of a loss and a half a year. Yeah, and and I, I mean the majority of those were to Auburn. Right. Yeah, you're think, right about you that. Think about the yeah, majority, more to Auburn than anybody. When you think about the majority of losses, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's uh. It's really interesting. Are you um, surprised it happened now instead of – how's this going to affect their high school recruiting? Well, that's well, the thing I mean, now. Who's, who's left besides Ryan Williams? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but, the, their entire class is already on campus. Oh, yep. I did not. Every right. one of them. I did not know that. Well, but, yes, but well, now, you have, now you have Ryan Williams sitting there. Um, and so that, that's the one now where you go um, – what kind of it, it has to have an impact? There's sure, no question about surely, it. Um, surely. and uh, hey, it'll impact guys. And I know I'm not surprised now because right. now the portal window has closed, yes. So now they can't lose guys, that's uh, right. And so that window not, is they can't leave until May 1st, correct. Um, so now that it's this is the time now when it happens because I, I, I was thinking about Jim Harbaugh will be a very similar situation in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Theirs runs a little longer because of the game. This was the weekend Ryan Williams was visiting Alabama. Uh, that first I week, believe first so. Weekend. 13th and then the, the Texas the 20th, Auburn the 27th, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked to, to see I that. I think that's going to change. I, I, it very well could. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, so no, it's – Man, that is that, – I mean, I was all prepared. It's like, all right, we're going to talk basketball. We're yeah. going to talk about uh, Auburn, the transfer portal, and coaching coaching news. <laughs> this is the the biggest news uh, in this state in, in quite a while. We we need to get to our first break. Before we do, though, TP was, 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 was on hold when we came on the air before the news had broken. TP, how you doing? I'm doing well, but maybe I should just give up the uh, the comments that I had about basketball. And say, <laughs> hey, take it because I, wow, that's something. My uh, Alabama friends uh, often uh, the conversation would be, okay, when when Saban retires, it'll be a whole new thing. It'll be a whole new competition. It'll be a different world. Well, it's going to be a different so, world, no question. Yeah, but uh, right now I'm looking at him going, oh, I think the the um, playing level just got leveled out a little bit more um, in the state of Alabama and in the SEC. I, I think part of that is why this happened. Because, and, and I, I'm, I, I freely admit, I'm compl- I was completely wrong. I thought NIL and Portal would make the rich get richer 
and it would make the gap larger. And it said it's gone the other way. Mm-hmm. Now everybody mm-hmm. is able to get some of those guys, and all of a sudden, yep. if you're Nick Saban, you can't just roll it out there and get anybody you want. I think right. I think that's part of this going. Hey, it ain't it ain't it was. I won't say it was easy, but once it got started, hey, they, they basically go like, hey, it was more like it was it what you know, like I say, there's there's a catching and there's fishing. Mm-hmm. They were catching. They weren't fishing. Right. They were catching. And it was like, hey, where do, who do we want? Let's go get this guy and this guy. Well, all of a sudden, it doesn't happen that way anymore. Right. Going to be really, all really right. interesting to, uh, to 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 see who it is, how long it takes. Right. Hey, I'll I'll make the uh, my uh, original. I had two things to say about basketball, and uh, after that, I guess that'll be the last discussion of basketball. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We can get back yeah. to it. <laughs> okay. The first thing is, I want to say that uh, how proud. I am that Jalen Williams is an Auburn Tiger. And uh, if you look at the Auburn Creed, he seems to embody that. Um, but the, uh, the fact that he's won 100 games, I think, uh, doesn't that put him in a category of winning more Auburn games than any other athlete at Auburn? Uh, well, not, not athlete. Because you'd have people that play a lot more games, like right. base, a baseball, baseball player, you know, some of those things. But basketball, correct? Yes, it would. I mean, you know, it would be a a male basketball player. Yes, without question. Some of those okay. champy female oh, players yeah. would they have won thirty more, games yeah, a year. Yeah, they would, yeah. would have won more games. Okay. But but yeah, I think I think is he second already? I, I think so. Yes, uh, it, it, he will unless the days completely fall apart. Uh, I don't or know he many, or he gets injured. I yeah, mean, I don't know how many more they have. Um, yeah, he would he would be that guy, and you're right. Um, Jalen Williams, a guy that's has been there from the beginning. I actually went to his high school when he, um, you know, when he was uh, committed, watched him play, and, and they presented him with his with a thousand point club the night I was there, and I always remember it because I got a ticket in Backwoods, Georgia, at about three o'clock in the morning coming yeah. home, and I'm like. <laughs> Where were you? I didn't see you, but yeah, I always remember got, just my got away. They've got a way of doing memory. that over there, yes. I'm telling you. All right, and I've got one, uh, just sort of a criticism or something negative. Um, last night at the game, uh, some of the stuff that goes on on the video board, the guy that puts the coconuts on his chest and goes around, I know he's got a right to go out and do that, but do we have to show him on the board all the time? It just seems so negative. But if you were watching the game last night, we had two, uh, uh, an old, a teenager, I guess, and a, a young boy, and they were pulling their shirts off. Both of them were a little bit overweight. And then they showed a woman, and she pulled her shirt off, and she didn't have anything underneath it. And I'm just wondering, is there any kind of editing that's going on with that uh, camera? That, that camera's live. Some yeah. Yeah. Some of that stuff is just, it, I'm going to wait. I don't think most of us are proud of some of that stuff. I know it's exciting in the stands, but some of it I go, that's just odd. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll stop and say uh, War Eagle, and uh, good luck with the rest of the show. Appreciate the call, TP, and thanks for hanging on. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we will get to our first break. Again, the the breaking news, Chris Lowe of ESPN reporting that uh, Nick Saban is retiring. And, Mound, you talk about shockwaves through the uh, college football world, through the sports world. 
Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Anything, though, on your mind sports-wise, it's Bill, Coach Don Dunn, Jason Caldwell here on the Wednesday Drive. ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Wow, what, what a day in coaching. Pete Carroll's out with the Seahawks. Nick Saban retiring at Alabama. 334-321-1390. Welcome back into the drive. Bill, Coach Don Dunn, Jason Caldwell of Auburn Undercover, part of the uh, 247 Network here in the studio. Drew at the controls. Let's get to the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. And Shane is up next. Hey, Shane. Hey, guys. I am uh, just devastated for Alabama University. <laughs> um, I'm uh, sure. Hey, I can uh, tell. I can yeah. hear it in your voice. You can hear. It. You can hear. It. <laughs> the um. Well, what are the what are the uh, what changes now with Ryan Williams? Uh, or do you think that that I mean it, that's it, got to dramatic dramatically uh, it, affect that decision? Yeah, I mean it it, ha- it it would have to have a huge impact. First of all, there's the uncertainty of everything now. Oh yeah, I mean first yeah. there had been some concerns that he'd been talking about. Well, he wanted to see who his next receivers coach is. Because, you know, the receivers coach went to A&M. But now it's like, who's the whole staff? Head coach, offensive coordinator, play caller, wide receiver. All that now has to be sorted out, and you've got three weeks. Yep, that's exactly right. Three weeks from today. Well, Uh, actually, he's going to do it it three weeks from Friday. So you basically got a month. But but that's, depending on who it is, you're you're talking about building new relationships, all those things that that go on. um, It it will definitely have an impact. I mean, I, I have felt like Auburn was absolutely in the mix to begin with anyway. To me, this strengthens Auburn's chances now. Not saying they'll get him, but to me it, strength- hurt. it strengthens Auburn's chances, in my opinion. And uh, also, so every player that has already that signed their letter this, this, this recently is now, now open to get released. Right? But they're on campus. That's the yeah. thing. Now, I don't know how it works. Um, uh, these days with the NCAA, they, they, I, I don't know as that long it'd be as they too could, difficult. As long as they could drop classes and get in somewhere else, so technically I guess they could do it. Um, I think it's I think it's well within the range of time to drop classes. Correct. It just started. I mean, these classes just started uh, in, in most universities yep. for the for the winter. So yeah, but see, here's if they the wanted to. Here, yeah, the other part I just I just remember too is when a coach leaves now now the portal opens back up. You have thirty days. Yeah. So Alabama right. players, players have can get days. in the portal. That's right. Right, right. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. I, that's what I was trying to. Uh, say. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. So yeah, the guys. yep, the guys that are that are on campus. Yeah, and so that would technically mean then all these signees would have thirty days. The problem right. is you got to get in another place if you want to be in for the spring. Right. Mm. Hey, but that's that's a man. That's a, uh, I, that's the best news I've had since I don't know. Sliced bread. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Slice it's something. Bread. It's something that a lot of Auburn fans have been thinking was going to happen for oh, 15 years. You know, because I remember when when Nick Saban took the job, the uh, the the first reaction from just about everyone was, well, he won't be there for five years. He's never anywhere for more than just a few years. Yeah. Hey, go ahead and do him though. He 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 stuck it. He's you know stayed there a while, made it made it what it is today, and and um I I am very glad to see him um on a beach somewhere sipping a cocktail. 
He deserved it. No, no, get get the heck out of here. Um, <laughs> where you go? I, I hear you, Shane. I, hey, look, I, I I've said this, and and I've had I've had some people really really not not take it very well, <laughs> but I I think I could find a whole lot worse people to hang out with. I mean, I like his musical taste. I mean, he's, you know, we're we're pretty much the same generation. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, here's the away thing. from away Correct. from football. That's it. I you know, and and, and I, I haven't been around him, but I've I've talked to recruits who were around him that said, look, he's a completely different guy than you see on a sideline. Well, the 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 closest I have, I mean, I know some people that work with him and stuff, and I take that in one grain, but our our buddy Tex said when he was at LSU, he had a chance to meet him and said he didn't want to like him, but he couldn't help it. said he's just he, – he, he has that type personality that well, he can, you know, he, he can just be – he can be a charmer and he can be a guy that you want to just – you want to hang well, out with. Well, and here's the thing. To, to, to that's, get that's to, why – one of the reasons he's a great recruiter. Correct. Well, that, that's, uh, to get mm-hmm. to where you are, you have to have that type yep. of personality. You don't have to be the fun-loving – Go out and and and, but you have to be a magnetic personality. Yep. Because to get to that level, the head coach has to be that involved in recruiting. It just takes it. Yep. That's why, like Freeze, that's why it's so important that he is that guy, because that's where, you know, your your assistant coaches, those guys that hit the road, they have to get you there. But, but the uh, ultimate but oftentimes, closer, oftentimes, is the head coach. you have to have that guy to go. Hey, especially. Play caller, offensive guy. When you're going after wide receivers, when you're going after quarterbacks, the, that's the guy that has to finish it all for you. We're at the bottom of the hour. We'll we'll talk some Auburn. Yes, we will. Uh, but I mean, there's no question. Top story of the day: Nick Saban uh, reports he is uh, retiring as the head coach of the University of Alabama. But yeah, we'll talk while we've got Jason with us. What a couple more segments, Jason? When you got to leave? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm here till uh, you know. 45, 55, something like okay. that. Okay, so. yeah, we'll, we'll definitely want to get caught back up on, you know, roster and coaching situations with Auburn football and obviously talk more about Auburn basketball off to a great start in the SEC. Love for you to join in as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. On ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Coach Don Dunn, Jason Caldwell from Auburn Undercover here in the studio with Drew at the Controls. And, uh, yes, I mean, we will – Gladly talk with you, your thoughts on the the uh, word coming out that Nick Saban is retiring in Alabama. But while we've got Jason only for another, you know, 10, 15 minutes, definitely want to talk some about Auburn athletics. We were talking about basketball when uh, the, the news broke about Nick Saban. But Jason, I mean, uh, excellent start for Auburn after the demolition of Arkansas out in Fayetteville. Last night, a game they had to grind out and, and win. 2-0 start, and uh, as as we were saying, I mean, just this depth, the the waves that Auburn can just keep sending at other teams really, really paying off. Yeah, I, you know, I've talked about this for a while. I think one of the keys for this team is is the development of Trey Donaldson, and we heard an opposing coach glowingly talk about him last night. And watching him this summer and, and seeing his game, 
he reminds me, and I've said it before, he reminds me so much of Doc Robinson. Different kind of guy. Right. But Doc Robinson was a guy that impacted the basketball game without having to score. And Trey Donaldson reminds me, he's, he's not Jason Kidd, but the same kind, when you think about it, going, look, the, the old school point guard is a lost art where a guy's going, like, now you go, every point guard feels like they got to score 30. He's not that guy, but he impacts the basketball game in so many ways. And you look up in the stat line and you go, ah, he was okay at the end, and then you look at his plus-minus and his plus thirty. Yeah, well, you you look at how physically. I mean, he can he can take it from anybody and give it just as well. I mean, he is a physical uh, point guard. I mean, in the Arkansas game, I think he pulled down seven rebounds. I mean, he can get in there, mix it up. He you know he doesn't shy away from any of that. And uh, no, I, I really really love the improvement there. And I was saying not just Trey. But look at the improvement that you've seen this year. There, uh, I mentioned this last night. Dylan Caldwell. To, well, I, I, I've said it to one of the guys there uh, sitting along media row. I said there were there were two or three players that fans thought, well, let's go ahead and let them move on. KD, Dylan, and Jalen. Because it's like, when are they ever going to – man, they are all really stepping up and have blossomed. They're, they're so much better this year. Yeah. When you look at, at a roster now with the portal, with everything that goes on, we just saw one in football. We just saw well, two in football. Michigan and Washington, both, both full of fifth- and sixth-year right. seniors. They're an old, older team. Some of them transferred in, but a lot of those guys hung around. Just think about basketball. We saw last year San Diego State make a Final Four. Florida Atlantic make a Final Four. Those teams were full of older, experienced players. And you look at this Auburn basketball roster, and you go, yeah, is it the most talented Auburn basketball roster? Probably not. It's probably not as talented as they were last year, just in terms of sheer talent. Mm-hmm. But you got guys that played a lot of basketball, and it has there's there's nothing there's no value that you can put on it when you when you send somebody out there and they go, hey, they played in that environment 152 times. Okay, but then they're fine, they're good to go. That's what I see from this one. Is like, okay, next play, just go on. And KD's KD's the guy for me that. Every once in a while, you still see the Tasmania Devil come out, you know, um, and then and he's that guy, but also see a guy that is much more willing to get in there. And first of all, his defense is incredible. It really is. There were a couple of times last night where I thought he would have taken the three last year. He would have gone ahead and driven last year, and he goes ahead and and makes the pass, and we and Auburn gets a better shot. Yeah, and and you, you, it's funny to say, but last night I thought like, like they're almost too unselfish at times last night. Yeah. But that's a great. That's a much better. I'd much spot rather to have be that. In. Much better spot to be in than go. Hey, first shot, just fired up. Yes, and and yeah, they've grown so much. Um, and I see people talking about it's coaching jobs. This is one that is is two years of a coaching job that you're starting to see the benefits of it as they continue to go out there. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, this is going to be fun. This basketball season definitely going to be fun. Talk a little football before we run out of time with with Jason. All right, the. Um, classes starting today. Auburn has had quite a few players uh, from the portal visit. Uh, a couple of defensive players headed elsewhere here over the last few days. Looks like I would guess one more shot maybe this weekend. To if I don't know who they who they would be targeting. They'd still I think like to get another defensive lineman. Um, but I mean it. it any any inkling that there there might be some guys? I know it's a huge junior weekend. Yeah, well, it I think it's going to be it, there'll be some names. I don't think it's a, a full blown junior day, so I think it's going to be, there'll be a few guys here or there. I think 
I think, and I think it's right. I, I think the days of going, hey, let's have you know even fifty or sixty guys at a time are uh-huh. probably done. I think the the smaller focus groups because now guys visit more than they ever did. Used to you'd have two or three opportunities. That was it. They were done. Mm-hmm. Now you have eight opportunities to get guys on campus, and, and you know, get you can spend get, more time with them, but they're not fifty guys. Correct, in and that's it. I think that's it. Going, hey, let's let's have ten or twelve or fifteen guys, or we can get some one on one time, and they can get a real feel. So I think that's been the focus for them, and so I think it'll be closer to that. Um, the transfer here, the, the crazy thing about transfer portal is, is that is that it can happen. You know, high school recruiting is still a one to two, even three year process. Right. Portal recruiting can be a one to two hour it's process. Immediate. Like, yeah. Like it's that go. Hey, you want to take a visit? Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's see if we can get you on a flight, and it happens that quick. So there may be a guy that even today they don't know. Say say a couple Alabama guys right. get in the portal. Hey, we'll drive down Friday. Okay, we're good. It can happen that quick. And so I I think I think there will be some guys that come in this weekend. Who it is, how quickly it happens. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But they they've uh, you know some of these guys are already on campus. I think for Auburn classes start today. They have this to the seventeenth. Yeah, they got till next Wednesday. So they'll have they'll have a full week from today to get guys in campus in classes those things. Yeah, I, we saw it last year with Avery Jones, where it was twelve eleven fifty nine, and and they got him in. Oh yeah, I think we could see some similar things. And you're right, another potential defensive lineman. Um, they have added a, I think, a lot of quality depth there. And the young guys, the the early feedback I've gotten from Malik Blockton from bowl practice was really good. T.J. Lindsey, they feel good about. I saw Morris Williams in in San Antonio, and he's a guy that. And I, here's my best way to describe him. He's a little over 6'2", but he was almost 260 pounds. But if you look at him across that parking lot, you think he's 6'2", 215. Those are the guys that wind up being really good because you look at him and go, he's got another 20 pounds on him, but he looks like a linebacker. Hmm. But he can turn the corner and run. Really impressed by him. So, But I do think an older interior defensive lineman because pushing the pocket is still job number one. We saw Michigan. That, that's the key. That was oh, the yeah. key for them. Can you find one of those guys? Um, I mean, the million-dollar question is, is there a quarterback that, that pops up that you go, hey, that's a guy? Uh, you know, I think they would be open to looking at one, but I don't. I still don't think it's, oh, we get panic and got to go pay a million dollars. Well, it, it better be somebody that they know is, is better than what they've got. Well, which, or at a minimum, you go, we got to get somebody in that yeah. absolutely is ready to compete yes. day one with the guys we have. Hey. And, and there's no guarantee with some of the guys in the port right now. Biggest questions right now. We were talking, I mean, obviously we, we talked about Nick Saban stepping down. Auburn uh, with, with openings for the moment uh, at both coordinator spots. Just wondering how the staff's going to shake out. The coaches' convention's been going on, and as a matter of fact, is is starting to wind down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, obviously we it hasn't been announced, but Charles Kelly is, is going to yeah, be he's a on guy the that's on the staff. I think at a minimum co-defensive coordinator spot for him. You know, will he be a play caller? Will they have somebody else that that's involved in play calling? I think that's what we're waiting to see. Um, yeah, this is the time of year, and it's a. I mean, it's, I'd say it's a different world. We just talked about it. The differences in how staffs are make up. We talked about how, many, how much movement Nick Saban had in the most stable program we've seen in the last fifty years. They had constant movement of of position coaches and coordinators. You kind of come to expect it now, and so. Um, yeah, how quickly can you get things solidified? I, the, the one thing I think we're sure of is that 
you know, Hugh Freeze is going to be back involved as the primary play caller. You know, and what you need then is, okay, do you have a coordinator to that you're on the same page with, mm-hmm. that you feel like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to run things. And I, I think about – I think about it, you know, like even, you know, from 2002 to 2003, Bobby Petrino and then, you know, mm-hmm. Hugh Nall and Steven Insminger, and they're going, hey, let's, I want you to run the same thing. Well, nope, you got to run what you're comfortable with and what you feel good about. And I think that's the thing now is you go, hey, let's make sure we're all on the same page and doing the same things. And I think that starts with Hugh Freeze on offense. You, I mean, with, with it not being as big a weekend, I guess, as we had thought, I mean, is there is there as much of a – uh, is is it as urgent to go ahead and and have the whole staff together? Yeah, I don't know. I I think you, you look and and because there's not really anybody in this immediate class, mm-hmm. most of these guys that you're going to have on campus this weekend, you'll have back again right. at least another probably two or three times. A lot of them you probably already had two or three times. Um, so I don't think it's is it urgent. It's not like it was if if signing day was coming up, and it was the actual signing day in February. And you had all these guys that were on campus. That's when it would. Nowadays, you're like, okay, finish off a few guys, make sure our young guys get a feel for what Auburn's all about, and then we go, hey, here's what we're going to do on offense and defense. We got to finish up some spots, but this is our plan. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the uh, drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. Let's get to it. Yellowhammer is next. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, afternoon. So, uh, with Saban resigning, Retiring. and we need a o, an OC and a DC, do you see it steering anything our way now? Because that's a sort of a well. I tell you what the the name the name that everybody had been talking about in Tuscaloosa with Kevin Steele re, uh, retiring was uh, Travaris Robinson. T. Rob, uh, you remember Lane Kiffin. Uh, had a comment during the season after they played Alabama. He said he didn't think that was Kevin's defense. He thought that was uh, that was Travaris's defense. And of course, T. Rob is an Auburn alum who is uh, he he's he's put in some time at at some pretty successful places. Yeah, I well, think sounds- yeah, I think that would be one that you you look at now and go, okay, how quickly can Alabama get something done, and how quickly could they say, hey, you're in our plans or not? Because that's but but you're going to have some right he, now. You're going to have. He's going to have plenty of suitors. He's going to have some opportunities. Oh yes. And here's the thing about. I mean, we obviously no T. Robin for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, dynamic recruiter, a guy that brings a ton of energy to the field. Um, so that's a guy that you're right. He's going to be, and and I think it's interesting for him. I think you start looking at coaching. Sometimes it's important. He's he's moved out of kind of the must champ because everybody's like, hey, you're in must champ shadow. You're a must champ guy. Well, he moved out of that, but he's now been under the Nick Say. Now it's time for him to kind of get his own thing going, I think, mm-hmm. and go, hey, I can do this. I wasn't just a product of who I was coaching with. I'm that guy. And, Don, sometimes it takes that, doesn't it? Yes, uh, no doubt. And uh, a great move for him was going to Alabama. And, uh, you know, like you said, Jason, that's a plus. I don't think he'll have any problem at all landing somewhere. And, you know, I'd love to see him back at Auburn. I was fortunate enough to, you know – coach not coach him but be on the staff also got to work with him at texas tech when he was a young upcoming coach and uh, great young man great recruiter and like you said jason a heck of a football coach and he enjoys it and the kids love him he loves football they oh, play yeah. hard for him mm-hmm. 
Appreciate well, the call. Yeah, anything else you ought to have? Oh, well, one last thing. Uh, I know, boy, this is really early, but <laughs> any names floating around out there about who would succeed uh, Saban? Yeah. It'll be the normal names you would expect. Yeah. Uh, Dan Landing has been one that's been brought up. Um, you know, they'll you'll get you'll get people talking about Dabo Swinney because of the Alabama connection. You'll have those. Kalen DeBoer you'll, is going to be one. You'll hear Lane Kiffin's name. You're going to hear Kiffin. It'll be those normal names. Um, that will, D'Amico Ryan's is another one that D'Amico you're definitely going to hear. Yeah, coach the Houston Texans. It'll it'll be that that group will be the starting point for them and. Because here's the question now is is that do they do what they did last time, which is hey, let, does whatever it takes, we're going to pay whatever it takes to get the guy we want. If you do, then any name is a possibility out of that group because they go hey, we're going to keep paying you till you because you can't turn it down anymore. But but it is it, it you know it's it's something that a lot of coaches will look at and go man, stepping into those shoes, it's going to be very very difficult because the expectations that bar has been set extremely it, it, it's, high, it's higher of, than ever. It's out of sight. There's yeah. not even a bar there. <laughs> yeah. Scary, actually. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, Yellowhammer. Well, thanks. All right. uh-huh. Jason, I know you got to run. I mean, uh, yeah, we, we thought we'd talk be talking more Auburn stuff, yeah. but, I mean, hey, there's, there's no way you, uh, you you ignore this. No. A lot, a lot going on, though. I mean, you guys have got uh, so, many, so many things going on and covering. Let everybody know, you know, some of the things that they'll find and how they can, of course – Take advantage there at twenty four seven. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, you're right. Now it things just change dramatically. Um, you know, for um, Auburn, when you start talking about you know, because this is the state of Alabama was a much different place before two thousand seven, and my guess is is that no matter who it is, it's going to be a much different place after today. Oh yes, um, and we had already seen this past this past recruiting class we saw. Auburn made inroads in the state of Alabama, Alabama unlike they've done in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a story today. There are 15 players in the top 247 in Alabama for 2025. That I mean, that's, that is there's loaded. More, there's more talent in the state of Alabama than there's ever been. And if you're Auburn right now, this time you can strike while the iron's hot. You've got an opportunity now. And so you can find it. We'll have more of that at AuburnUndercover.com. Um, part of the 24-7 network. Still got a sign-up special for those who haven't signed up before and can uh, follow me on Twitter at ITATJason. Great stuff, Jason. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, we will get to our final break of hour number one. I'd uh, love to hear from you as we continue here on what may be an historic Wednesday edition <laughs> of The Drive. Trust Dixie Overhead online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. I just thought about this. It is amazing how many times big news has broken on a Wednesday. Because yeah. I used to get some Wednesdays off, and I swear that would be when hirings and firings and things like that would happen. <laughs> and I was telling you a little while ago, Don, I mean, I'd been hearing this, but, you know, you hear it every – you've been hearing it every year for a decade or so. Oh, Nick Saban's not going to stay there forever. Or, you know, when he was approaching 65, it's like, oh, that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it almost got to the point of the, um, you know, the, 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 the boy crying wolf. That you hear it so many times, it doesn't happen. You just go, uh, it's not going to happen this time. So, yeah, that was a what a shock. A little after four o'clock today, 
when the the news breaks, Chris Lowe reporting that Nick Saban retiring, we'd been hearing about the big um, team meeting, but there are reasons for team meetings. But this time it turned out right, and now, man, now the uh, the, the the pressure um, is the pressure's on the Alabama administration and uh, Greg Burns. Like, uh, all right. Earn your money. Step up and make the hire now, the re- the replacement for Nick Saban. We'd love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, 334-321-1390. That is the um, Drive Hotline presented by Skybarts. Bill, Coach Don Dunn, our thanks to Jason Caldwell for being with us for the first 45 minutes or so. Let's get to the phones, and James is up next. Hey, James. Hey, guys. Hey, Coach, it's been a long time since I talked to you. I've seen you uh, years ago when you were still up here at Auburn, and I hadn't had a chance to talk to you since. But it's good to hear from you and good to know that you're doing okay. Hey, it's great It's great for us, uh, the opportunities we have when, when Don decides to uh, spend some time with us. Thanks, James. Good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. Hey, James, <laughs> we, we I didn't realize it. We're right up on the break. You want to hang on? Yeah, um, I'll yeah. hang on. I want to give you plenty of time when we come back. Got a feeling we may get a couple of more calls here in hour number two as well with the news breaking today. We're halfway done here on the Wednesday Drive. Stick with us. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Wednesday Drive, a, a day that a lot of folks are going to remember, not because of anything we've said, <laughs> but because it uh, earlier today, about an hour ago, as a matter of fact, news broke that uh, Alabama coach Nick Saban is, re- is retiring. And uh, that is, I mean, that is something that, uh, you know, it, it almost had gotten to the point as Coach Don Dunn here with me in the studio. Don had almost got to the point where, nah, it's probably not going to happen. He's going he's gonna to outlast us all because nobody thought uh, when Nick Saban first got to Alabama, he had not been at any place more than four or five years. And the feeling was he'll go in there, do a good job, win, and then move on. And then he didn't. He stayed, and he won, and he won, and he won more. Uh, unbelievable record at Alabama in 17 years. And now – the next person has got the biggest shoes I can ever recall filling. I mean, it feels like when Bear Bryant, you know, was uh, uh, was was gone from Alabama. Yeah, it's like following, uh, like you said, the Bear, following John Wooden, uh, Joe Paterno, uh, Adolph Rupp. Uh, you yeah, don't, you yeah don't you're wanna, right. You don't want to be that second guy. Vince Lombardi. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, Tom Landry. You can go on and on. But it is so different now, like you were talking, Bill, with the portal, with the uh, you know the NIL. It's going to take a special guy, and this is a big, big hire for Alabama. 
Oh, it, it absolutely it is a huge, huge hire. We had Jason Caldwell on with us for most of hour number one. And if you missed any of that, we encourage you to check out our podcast, which are brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. But Jason pointing out, and I had, I had not thought about this either, but when a coach, when there is a coaching change, players have 30 days from that day to enter the portal. And we talked about, well, the portal window is closed. Well, no, it not it is not closed for players at the University of Alabama, and their class is just getting started for the spring like Auburn's did today. And I would think it's very much within the window of them being able to drop classes. And they're going to be all kinds of schools. Auburn won't be the only school, I guarantee you that, that are contacting players at the University of Alabama, having their folks contact their folks and find out if they might be interested. Right now, there is so much damage control that will need to be done by Greg Byrne, the assistant coaches who have no idea what their future is, who are there in Tuscaloosa. Right. They're they're doing the same thing. They're on the phone. They're looking for jobs. There's no guarantees, like you said. No, but but in the meantime, they the, to to uphold their contracts, they've got to try to be right. keeping those kids right. there. Right. It's going to be a oh, this is crazy. 24 hours, I you're, guarantee you. You're absolutely right. We'd love for you to join us. We have a couple of calls holding on the Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar. Also, want to let you know that hour number two of the drive brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika. And let's uh, get to the phone. We we ran out of time before we had a chance to continue our conversation with James, so we'll open up things with James. Hey, James. All right. Hey, so I'm right on page with you guys, but two things need to go on right now. And that one's going to happen to Alabama, one's going to happen to Auburn. Coach Freeze, he knows what he's got to do. He needs to secure the entire state, lock them all down. Every 15 top players next year, no no foolishness. We go full court press. We need to get the best recruiters we can get in here and take over the state. It's time to change the guard, and this is the way we send the tide back, packing back where they need to be. Then on top of it, at the same time, what's going to happen is – what you, you guys talked about, it is a little different with the portal, but there's still that stigma with coaches. And, you know, Coach Dunn could probably speak more than this than I could because he's in the coaching circle. But those coaches don't want to be that guy that follows a legend. They want to be the guy that comes in after that guy and clean up the program. And that's what most of the time do because, you, you know, you look at New England right now. You know, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are close friends. Yep. You know, Bill Belichick's out at New England. Nobody really wants that job. They may want it, but they they don't want to take it right now. They want to take it after someone else takes it and goes in there and cleans it up the way they want to do it. I would think. So, it, I would think actually, uh, and and correct me. I mean, you guys, if you think I'm wrong, but I, I think Alabama would be a tougher position to take right now than New England. For, oh yeah, no for doubt. pro scout, pro oh, yeah. coaches. Um, the only, the only thing is, no, look, I, I, I'll let Greg, I'll let Greg Byrne know. I don't have any coaching experience, <laughs> but if he pays me a million dollars, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get him through a couple of horrible years till they can find somebody. Yeah. I, I'll take, I'll take 10 million a year to, to handle that program. <laughs> I, I'll take a little less of that, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I don't know that, that money is going to be – I mean, when you hear names like Dan Lanning, you think Oregon has got the money to be able to match whatever Alabama says? I oh, mean, yeah. Um, it, it's it's going to be – it's going to really be wild here um, starting today, just seeing how things go over the next 
few days and weeks. And and one other thing, Bill, and I'm not trying to pick on athletic director Greg Byrne, but his handling of the basketball fiasco last year with him, if that's anything, any kind of sign or indication of what he's capable of, I would think some of those people need to be worried up there at Alabama because I don't know if I trust him fully if that's what he's going to handle it. The coaching searches he handled that basketball because he should have told Coach Oates last year, quit talking. You, you put your foot in your mouth too many times, you know. Yeah, I don't know that that was handled. That, that was handled the, the, in the most perfect manner. And and uh, you're right. There's going to be a lot, a lot of scrutiny there on Greg. Yep. And you know another thing too, Bill. Before I go, you know, there's factions at University of Alabama, and I, I have a friend whose uh, his daddy was a booster up there. And he told me, he gave me kind of an inside track. There's factions in that booster area, and they're all the, through those power alums, and everyone's going to want to have a say now because, you know, Saban didn't let all of them have a say. He said, my way of the highway. And, you know, now they're all going to creep back in trying to have a say with Greg Byrne. So it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yep, great uh, stuff, James. I appreciate James. you guys talking with me. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, and, buddy. And, Good to hear from and you. And look, everywhere there are – there are factions. There are uh, there are there are folks that don't agree with everyone. When you when you have what Nick Saban had, I mean, he was he was given the keys and then he took advantage and was able to maintain control. But everywhere, it's not like Auburn. I think there are a lot of a lot of Auburn fans think, well, Auburn's the only place that there'd be anything like this. No, anywhere where they want to win, they expect to win. They're going to be people that that want their person, their guy in there. Uh, and and they want to they you know they want to have a little control now. It's not going to be whoever is the replacement for Nick Saban. It's almost impossible to imagine they're going to be able to have that control immediately. They're going to have to prove. So yep. yeah, it's it's going to be really 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 interesting to follow. Let's yep. get back to the uh, drive hotline sponsored by Skybar and Jeremy is up next. Hey Jeremy. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, I was at work today, not really able to catch the first hour until the very end. What what names have y'all thrown out other than Dan Lanning? Uh, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's Lane Kiffin is the name that I mean I think is going to be a popular choice just among the fan bases and and some of the message boards and things like that. Um, I mean, you'll have but that that those are the three that I've that I've my phone. Has has gotten mentions of quite a bit, Dan Lanning. Uh, I just wonder. I do wonder, and we've been talking about it, Jeremy. Um, who wants to be the guy that takes over for Nick Saban? Well, we we talked about this. Don Don can probably speak to it. College college coaches aren't always wired that way. They always think they're the guy that can do it. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know that. That. I mean. If it scares you away from that job, you didn't need that job to begin with. That is right. Um, I, I the D'Amico Ryan's name was interesting. That was a name that I brought up to a guy at work. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, he hasn't been in the NFL very long. My question is, it's not like it was back in the day where the college jobs were probably easier on your schedule than the NFL jobs. That oh, it's the exact weird. opposite now. Yeah. And I, how many NFL guys, NFL guys would be willing to live the life that Nick? I mean, as good as good as he's been, would be willing to live that life where it is 
24-7 for 340 days a year. Uh, you're uh, lucky if you get those 25 that you're not. Right, yeah. right for sure. Uh, that That's a great question. I mean, the NFL, um, you know, Nick said it himself, um, that, that, that the co- college coaching is tougher than the NFL now, just tougher on – on you day in day out having to multitask so you know so much all the time the month of december i mean i i can't imagine how worn out nick saban was just by the time the bowl game by the time their semifinal game ended with recruiting transfer portal everything trying to prepare your team uh, as you head into the playoffs and just thinking all right that's the way it's got to be it better take somebody. I would think it's going to be, you know, it's got to be somebody who's younger and can just tolerate doing that day in and day out and expecting to do that for years. Well, and that's, that's going to get me into, like, I can appreciate D'Amico Ryans and, and where he's gotten in the NFL. I'm not, I'm not really sure that's the direction Alabama would go with this. Um, I, Dabo or. Would, would Steve Sarkeesian leave Texas? Does he think that the Alabama job is better than Texas? Because other other than the names on the shirts, there's there's not going to be much different. Both both schools have plenty of money. Yep, have all the resources in the world. Does he think that the name on the Alabama shirt is better than the name on the Texas shirt? That's a really good question, Jeremy. I mean. Um... My my first inclination is it'd be hard to believe that it is better a better position for them. I mean, Texas the the resources the University of Texas has, uh, and the fact that their fan base is so hungry to get there and to you know their Alabama feels like they're there and they should stay there, and anything that's not a championship is unacceptable. Whereas, I mean, it's not like Texas is going to live with uh, getting close for years and years, but I just I think there are just more resources available there in Austin than there are in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, also, uh, you know, A&M's down, so really they're the king of their state, even though there's some good football teams in the state of Texas. Here you're going to battle Auburn, and Auburn's on the rise, so I don't think well, he would leave Texas, but I could be I, wrong. The, the only- yeah, I, I agree with you somewhat. The only thing is, Texas is coming to the SEC. I think two yeah. years ago he would have left Texas to come to Alabama. I'm not. I'm not sure with Texas being in the same conference now. There's that extra bump to to move. Yeah. I mean, he can do some things that have never been done at Texas. I mean, Texas could win an SEC title and uh, and then compete for a national championship uh, at Alabama. They've done all that. Very true. It's going to be an interesting spring, guys. <laughs> Got it. It's it's great. It's great to be able to be watching it from this side, isn't it? Hey, you sure. Hey, uh, Bill, can 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 the Braves make Chris Sale work? Uh, why not? I mean, man, that's that's uh, I, I think that's a great that, that's a great gamble to take. I don't think it's a huge high risk one. Uh, if they can get anything anything close to the old Chris Sale back out of that, then that's uh, that that's a huge addition. Agreed. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you. All right, we need to get to our first break of hour number two. Love your thoughts. You know, how do you think this goes? 
It's hard to imagine, like as we were talking with Jason Caldwell, it's hard to imagine that this uh, is, is anything that could be detrimental to Auburn. We'd love to hear from you as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise. Four three two one one three nine zero. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Yes, again, I don't know how many times I've said this, Don, that uh, one day the the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say, the things that people don't hear on the air that we talk about during the break. Right. Yeah, that that that, that could uh, those could be gold mines or or actually career enders. Exactly. <laughs> for some of us. Oh yeah. Um, but I wanted to get back to something while we've got a little bit of a break. And, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on the in the news of Nick, uh, Nick Saban retiring. But wanted to get back again to a couple of comments about last night's basketball game. I said it at the top of the show, and I mentioned it this morning. I was on, man, I wish I, wish I could hear what, what they're talking about now on, on the station in Tuscaloosa. I was on with Wimp and Barry Sanderson this morning. Ooh. But I was telling, I was telling them – I don't know that I've ever seen a crowd as big for a weeknight, especially a late weeknight game. It was an 8 o'clock tip last night, and the place was packed. I mean, there were so many people on the upper level where the media is that it was really difficult to get from our seats to the concession stands or the restroom because there were so many people. It was at least four people deep mm-hmm. all the way around. I mean, behind us, and we're now, we've been moved up to the very top level, which is fine with me. I, I like the vantage point from up there. You're sort of looking down on the entire court. There's not a bad seat at Neville Arena. But uh, uh, there, there were, I mean, people stacked in behind us. Here, here's the crazy thing. Here, here's, here's just an idea of how tough a ticket it was last night. Um, so pregame, uh, they they uh, they honored uh, a teacher. I mean, they, it, at each game, they they honor an educator, mm-hmm. and the the uh, so they did that. And I turned and looked behind me, and standing two rows deep in the standing room only area on the top level of Neville Arena was a young lady that had been honored as the educator. And standing next to her was the young lady who sang the national anthem. Wow. So I'm thinking, wow, it is that tough that the folks that are down on the court pregame are pretty much like, Good luck finding a place maybe up on the top area, but it, it, it was it was crazy. I mean, I uh, just was amazed at the crowd. Students were back and in full force. Mm-hmm. It was a a tremendous show, and don't think that the that Bruce Pearl and his players don't appreciate that. Auburn, without question, uh, one of the best environments for opposing teams, the most difficult environments. Buzz Williams talked about it following the ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, just saying that uh, you know that's that's what you that's what you want mm-hmm. in the best uh, college experience. He said you know he did, he he really doesn't know Auburn that well, but just uh, raved about 
the uh, the environment there at the arena last night. And as Jason said, Buzz also talked about Trey Donaldson, said he has improved as much as any player that he has seen from his freshman to his sophomore year. Of course, Trey, coming out last year, had been a dual sport player. He was he was heavily recruited as a football player. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks wanted him as a safety out of Tallahassee, and he decided he wanted to play basketball. And we saw him down the stretch last year and into the postseason really playing well. And now he has really become an outstanding point guard. Auburn's got as good a situation, I think, as anybody in the country there at point guard with uh, Trey Donaldson, Aiden Holloway. But, again, just wanted to, I mean, a tip of the cap to the to the crowd, to the fans that were there last night. There were a couple of empty seats in the scholarship section, and I'm sure those are folks from, you know, Birmingham or, uh, you know, Atlanta or beyond there that, you know, it's just tough to come in and make it to a a game at 8 o'clock. But great crowd, great win for Auburn last night, 66-55 over Texas A&M. And and, and the the, the Tigers off to a 2-0 start in the conference. Um, But, yes – the I was expecting us to be talking about more about you know the Auburn coaching situation, coaching staff, uh, because we do know that um, you know Auburn doesn't have right now, at least officially, an offensive or a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I was a little surprised too. Uh, maybe something in the next couple of days with the uh, you know visits coming in this weekend. But like Jason and you were talking earlier, Bill, it's not that big a deal, even though we got kids coming in, because Coach Freeze is going to tell them we're going to hire the best. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And I'm the guy that's going to make sure that happens. So, you know, it's not like Alabama where you don't have a head coach. Imagine having official visits set for that. So I think we're okay, even if it takes a couple more days. Well, and the other the other thing is offensively, uh, you know, it's now been you know reported everywhere that n- not not a huge shock, uh, I don't think to to most folks, but that Hugh Freeze is going to take over the offense. He's going to be the play caller, so your offensive coordinator isn't as critical um, because you know it's going to be. Hugh Freeze, and it's going to be his offense. So you don't have to worry about, well, what kind of offense are we going to have? Uh, what, you know, what do I expect from the play caller? That's not what the offensive coordinator is going to be coming in to do. It's going to be to understand what Hugh wants from game planning and getting everything prepared for the game for, for Coach Freeze to call plays. Yes, no doubt. So I think we're in good shape there. Now defensively, that's that's a that that's a uh, a different story. But um, it's all right. So you're a defensive coach. Um, explain to to me and to the fans how um, uh, you know uh, the importance of the defensive coordinator and play calling, defensive play calling. Yeah, it's important, but. Like you say, if we get a guy in within the next, you know, say seven days, you're going to meet with everybody. You're going to install a lot of the same terminology you'll keep just to be, you know, so the kids are familiar. Right. Then you're going to teach your defense to the staff, which will be done in the, you know, before, of course, before uh, spring ball. So I don't think that's a great, big, big problem. Um uh, you know, you'd like to have him in as soon as possible, but 
you know, defense is defense. There's only so many things you can do. But the bottom line right now is like we talked, it's, it's recruiting. So when you get those good players, it makes you a good defensive coach. Oh, it helps. That definitely yeah. definitely does. I mean, it's easier to coach coach up when you already have a better bottom line, right? Than uh, than than uh, than others. Now, uh, I mean, Auburn's got a couple of guys who have been defensive coordinators. Charles Kelly mm-hmm. has been a defensive coordinator. Again, he his role on this staff has not been officially announced, but he's working. Right. At Auburn now. Right. Do, you, do you have have you had any uh, contact with, I with have Charles? Not, I, I don't know him personally. I've heard good things about him. So he's an he's he's an Auburn alum. He played right. for Coach Die. Right. Uh, and and of course he's been at uh, at Florida State and Alabama and mm-hmm. Colorado this past year as defensive coordinator. Josh Aldridge has also been mm-hmm. a defensive coordinator. Um, so Auburn's got a couple of guys that have coordinator experience. It'll be interesting to see uh, Ron Roberts leaving, and he is the Co-defensive coordinator, and I believe he's associate head coach, co-defensive coordinator, and linebackers coach at the University of Florida now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's a job that's really interesting, too. We've talked about it. I mean, Billy Napier, uh, I mean, went in with, I think, high expectations from Florida fans. He's 11-14 and 14 in two years. And they have the most brutal schedule of any team in the yeah. SEC this next year. And they lost some kids late. And, yeah, they did. Uh, that's a tough job, you know. I hate to use the word hot seat, but that definitely is one for next year. You know the the SEC is it is so it is so brutal. And I you mean, get two more brutal teams. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but now and and now you're looking. All right, Alabama's looking to hire somebody um, again. The names that and and as I look and and hear, I mean, uh, it it appears that yeah, I mean. The, the popular name out there on, on the internet is Lane Kiffin. Uh, I think a lot of folks are wondering about Dan Lanning. There's, uh, the, uh, we, we've mentioned D'Amico Ryans. Um, I, I'm just trying to figure, I uh, really haven't seen a whole, of, whole lot of other names speculated as to who, as to who it might be. And, and Jeremy's got a point. I mean, no question, Don, that um, college coaches, especially – the head coaches, they folks wonder sometimes. Well, they're a little cocky. Well, you better believe in yourself. If you don't right. believe in yourself, you're not going to get the job done, especially at one of these high pressure jobs. Uh, no doubt, you have to have a little bit of an ego. You have to believe in what you're doing and what and, and yourself. And if you don't, you can't have just a you know just a a guy in there that doesn't show any passion or any any fire or fight. But uh, you're exactly right. You have to have a little ego in this business. Yeah, so uh, uh, I don't know that it would be you don't necessarily that that it would be a big block that coaches would think. Well, I don't want to be the coach following Coach Saban because they'd love to come into a situation where you've got the talent that Alabama has and the machine that they've had going for the past fifteen plus years. But again, if you don't, if you're not ultra successful right off the bat, then there's going to be just you're, – you're never going to stop hearing the howls. Exactly. It's a tough situation. And uh, like you said, money is no object, I'm sure. So that eliminates some problems. But, yeah, that's a tough act to follow. And like you said, you could go 12-2 and two or 11-3 and, and they'll be jumping off a bridge. 
334-321-1390. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Plenty of time for you to join in as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com welcome back into the drive here on this wednesday early evening bill coach don dunn drew at the controls and let's get back to the uh, drive hotline presented by skybar and john is up next hey john hey good afternoon uh i caught the news driving uh driving home from work today about the saving i was just going to call in and publicly tip my hat to the man uh he's a you know he's represented the state of alabama with class for the most part and um war eagle on top of that happy to him leave my yeah, question no is, uh, my question is i wouldn't take that job for 10 million dollars a year ain't no way but uh i would for 10 million a year i would take it well, on the other hand, I mean, I'm re- I'm retiring. I'm retiring at the university, so I've got the time. You know, I still I don't know if I'd be able to do the show every day, but uh, I'd, I'd I'd try to make it for a year or so, and I could probably leave them in such shambles that the next guy wouldn't uh, w- wouldn't wouldn't want it. But I mean, who 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 do you feel has the uh, the cachet to command uh, total control of the? Uh, you know, the situation like Nick was able to, to deal. That's to that's a great question, John. I mean, because I think it's going to be very difficult for anyone to be able to, to do that. I mean, to have the complete support. Because they're going to be there, – there have to be some big money folks that would like a Dan Lanning or might like a – you know, there's still – I would still think there's some, some Alabama folks that would think Dabo. Uh, you know, we mentioned D'Amico Ryans. Lane, Lane Kiffin is the name that uh, a lot of fans would love to see there, feel like, you know, he's got that swagger. But I wonder if there's one that the entire sub- group of supporters would just completely buy in with. When Alabama, you know, by the time Mal Moore got Nick Saban, they were desperate. They needed – They it's like whatever it takes, we'll all back him and let him have complete control. Right now, with as much as Alabama has been winning and expects to win year in and year out, I wonder if it will be as easy for there to be total support behind one man. Mm, yes, like I said, uh, and the people you're talking about, Sarkeesian, I don't see him leaving Texas since he's established himself. Yeah, that Oregon, that looks like a great situation right now, and and it's yeah. tough to see Dan Lanning jumping from Oregon. Yes, sir, that's correct. So, uh, I, like I said, I just heard that and wanted to get my two cents in. And like I said, uh, he's had the most successful coaching career in the uh, history of football, and I'm happy to see him leave. <laughs> I can understand that feeling, John. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. I saw some AL dot com mentioned Mike Norvell. You know that, uh, and and when I mentioned Dabo, I mean. A few years ago, Dabo looked like, wow, the obvious choice. And the argument then was, but would he leave Clemson? Because he's winning championships there. Uh, he is the legend at Clemson. Well, things have changed. Right. The ACC is not on the same level as the SEC, and Dabo's not on the same level that he was. No, uh, there's definitely been a drop, not only like you say, Bill, in the conference, but uh, Clemson football is not the – you know, the uh, teams that they were three or four years ago. 
So I think right now, I think if Dabo Swinney were approached, Dabo would take the job Yes, right now. I agree. And I, I wonder about Mike Norvell. You know, Florida State just gets shut out uh, after going unbeaten, and they're in the ACC. They're trying to get out. Mike Norvell, uh, it'd be hard for me to say that, no, he'd turn it down to stay at Florida State. Right. I think both those guys would leave for the Alabama job. 334-321-1390, and Casey is up next. Hey, Casey. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Pretty good. Good. Uh, yeah, here's the thing about Alabama. You know, I was joking around about three weeks ago. I said that I believe Saban's going to retire, <laughs> and you know, it came to fruition. Well, I, you know, I'm sure someone is going to write. Well, you didn't really know that it was a guess, right? Well, look, I mean, Saban's been telling you all along he doesn't like NIL. You know, the NIL. He doesn't like how things are going. You know, it's not fun for him anymore. No, and remember, um, and, is, yeah. I was, uh, excuse me. Uh, go ahead. Uh, you know, you can remember that Alabama, and this is my opinion. I've got very little evidence to back it up, but they were the only NIL tent, you know, around. You know, they they had NIL before there was NIL. <laughs> now, I can tell you right now, from I live up here in Montgomery County, and I've seen Henry Ruggs in the Crimson Dodge Charger. Okay, I've seen it. I literally took a picture of it. I mean, they. We're ahead of all of this, and they had a monopoly on it. They had a monopoly on it for years. And if you try to contest them or go against them or you start becoming successful, it seemed, coincidentally, that your program might have got turned in, you know, or or there were some issues. I mean, they've always been paying players. Most successful programs have. Let's not act like they're the only ones, but, you know, they have perfected getting the players. And when Saban got there, not only did they have – the money to pay the players. Now they had the credibility to get folks to the pros, and it just created a machine. Mm-hmm. And and you know one unique thing about this is is if you look at Auburn back then compared to when Saban came there, you could immediately see that they were winning the recruiting battle once all the front. You saw players that typically would have went to Auburn. Well, they started going to Alabama. And now you look at it on Auburn's side, it's completely opposite. And, you know, I just feel like Saban, you know, he's tired of the process. The process has finally processed him. Yeah, the process has changed. I mean, uh, Nick Saban had had situations where there would be something, there would be a problem, he'd complain about it, rules would change. He yeah. he can he can complain all he wants about NIL or the transfer portal, uh, but, but he's not able to create those changes. And uh, – and and look, no no team has won as much as they have over the last sixteen years. Put as many players in the NFL, and there have been tons of changes on his staff. He's had so many different assistant coaches and coordinators, both offensive and everybody. Always considers he's the defensive guy. But I mean, look at all the the different coaches that have gone through there at Alabama. The one constant has been Nick Saban, and Nick Saban's going to get those kids, and he's going to coach them up. They're going to get to the NFL. Now somebody else has to come in there, and just because they've got that A on that on that crimson uniform, there's no guarantee now that it's still going to be the same. Yeah, the talented players are going to get, uh, you know, are going to be noticed by the NFL, and they're going to get opportunities, but it's somebody else going to be somebody else there at the helm of that ship, and that's that's going to really be interesting to see. It's hard to imagine that they're not going to be some rough waters ahead. Right, and I don't think there's any coincidence that when the NCAA loses power, do all the power conferences move for autonomy before consolidation, 
that actually that back, that that's you know created the free market agency of NIL, and so that ultimately erodes these big money programs that used to have the block to themselves, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have Mark oh, yeah. Emmert at the NCAA controlling things. His best friend is Nick Saban. Well, they are close. They are close. Yes. I mean. So, I mean, you know, a lot of that may be conspiracy Joe, but when, you know, there's smoke, there might be a little fire that makes it. So, yep. I mean, y'all have a good day. War damn Eagle. Appreciate the call, Casey. 334-321-1390. Is Greg up next? John. John. Hey, John. Then Greg. Hey, hey John. John. Really enjoying the show. First of all, great win for Auburn basketball. I Absolutely. really well. Jalen Williams is just playing out of his mind. Um, well, he's so, so much more confident now, and 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 that has led into just him being more sure of himself and more aggressive. Absolutely, and uh, I mean he's getting more minutes now, um, is uh, because of it too. A um, couple other thoughts: Am I correct about this now? Uh, all of Alabama's recruits and current players can enter the transfer portal within 30 days now yes. because of a coaching change. Yep, they have 30 days, and it is convenient for just about everybody that it's the start of a term, so they shouldn't have any trouble dropping classes if they want to change where they are. So it should be a feeding frenzy for God, some of their you know rivals. it is. I would, absolutely, and I would agree with the prior caller, too, on some degree. Um, you know, Jimbo Fisher had some thoughts without saying – without going into specifics, so read into that what you may. And Nick Saban's a tremendous coach, but I'll just say this. I never really had respect for how he treats how he treated the media. It was and sometimes very unprofessional. Undressing Maria Taylor on national TV is an example. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I got, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call, John. Well, I mean, it takes it it takes being as successful and having the power to be able to do that. I'm sure there are other coaches that would have liked to have done things like that, but they knew that, boy, it would backfire on them. Yeah. All right. Now I believe Greg is up next. Hey, Greg, how you doing? We got Greg? Greg, are you there? Well, we will. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go ahead and get to our final break a little early. So, uh, Greg, if you get a chance, give us a call back. Still plenty of time for calls as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. Uncle T-Bone here. Do you wake up in the mornings wishing your body felt like it did 20 years ago?